Did you check out the series, dude? What series is that? The fucking world one, dude. I don't care about <laughs> baseball anymore. Dusty no, Baker won his first Dusty managerial Baker's title. gimmick that was stolen from Dusty Rhodes. Can't have too many Dusties, just like Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. is not as good as Ric Flair, but one thing's for sure... Okay. This is the part at the beginning of the show where we just do a little talking. And then the music starts. Yeah, from the left and from the right. I did watch the World Series. Be quiet, the song's playing. (laughs) Uh Elbow drop into the hole, yeah. All right, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, everybody? <laughs> All right, welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is Dudesy. It's the first and only podcast so far in the history of humanity to be created by, controlled by, and uh, produced by an artificial intelligence. That's right. Our artificial intelligence, Dudesy, runs this show, but we're a couple of guys that are just having a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you know, you can't get, you know why that is? Free will. And let me tell you something else. Uh, uh, Of your own free will, we would love for you to rate the show, review the show on your platform of choice. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Fuck it. You don't even need to be watching. Have you you seen one YouTube video? Subscribe to it. Please, that would be great. Share the show across social media. Let your friends know about it. And, of course, we are at patreon.com slash dudesy. Lots of cool stuff. We did a fucking watch along, which we will talk about today, I am sure. Uh, Even if dudesy (laughs) doesn't require uh, that we do because... Again, we are two dudes shitting around here yeah. on Dudesy. Uh, we're also, you know, Discord. You can go to Discord. There's uh, fancy stuff there for our patrons of Patreon and uh, our socials at Dudesy Pod Show. Basically, what I'm trying to say is check out all the stuff, do all the things, plenty of fun memes that our PODs, pals of Dudesy, and good friends are sharing with us. And uh, holy shit, there's just a lot going on, yeah. Chad. There's you can also go happening. into an Apple store. And spend two or three hours in an Apple store just putting every computer on Dudesy on YouTube and playing a YouTube video. And then when anybody changes it, you go back immediately after them and put it back on Dudesy. And just do that for, you know, however long they're open. From that's, open a real, to close. that's a good idea. I like yeah. that idea. See, Chad, you're learning. It's not so much about yeah, you forcing the employees to watch Dudesy oh, for an entire that. day. Hold on a second, dude. They yeah. just turn it off, dude. You know what that is? That's technology, brother. <laughs> With us, as always, is Lulio, who's usually just being all cuddly and sweet. He just wants to stay in his little binky bunker. But here he is. Oh, boy. Hey, let's get a look at him. Look at this sweet boy. Look at this sweet boy. Hey, Lulio. <laughs> his mm-hmm. face. Oh, he's such a sweet. He's just a sweet little cinnamon boy. I just want to put him. This is where I put him. You see what I mean? If you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about because I got a sweet little angel, sweetie boy. What'd you make for dinner last night, last night, Lulio? I've got a bella pasta con de piselli, pasta piselli. That's like uh, just pasta with peas. Yeah, yeah, it's a pasta piece. So how do you make that? Same way if you listen before I make uh, pasta zucchini. This is the same thing. Garlic in the pan, you know, you want a chili flake, go ahead. If you don't, you don't. Don't make, uh, uh, you know, 
on Guayada, probably Munich, Chad, here he make with oregano, don't need that. Then uh, you put uh, some peas, onions in there. Oh, he wants to go back to his... Why was he shitting on me putting oregano? In, in because pasta? that's like a, the whitest fucking thing to do. But let me tell you something. If you want to make some peas with pasta, mm. you just take one vegetable, whatever it is, as Lulio says, whether it's zucchini, whether it's peas. Yeah. Get a fucking bag of frozen peas. If you don't know what to make tonight and you got some hard pasta in your in your cupboard most people do have a look oh anyway um and then you do you do you, garlic and onions and then you oh, hold on a second hold you, on a second you dude. were gonna interrupt me and i oh, i wasn't saying anything i wasn't oh, even oh, doing anything oh, hold on dude hold on a second okay. chad i'm telling everybody how to make a country italian dish dude just yeah. something that you would make actually in the urban centers too brother my parents are from Napoli, dude, and that's a city, dude. Um, and then you just fucking garlic and onions, yeah. toss in a fucking bag of peas, you know, f put half of the water you'd sure. think you would to boil pasta, snap up some spaghetti if you don't have, you know, pasta, whatever, yeah. shells or, you know, any sort of penne or farfalla, any, anything, any fucking love rigatoni. I you put peas saying? in my grill sometimes. Is there any, in your opinion, is there any justification for oregano existing? Yeah, oregano works with some things. It's just very specific. Okay. But for some reason, um, you know, yeah. Canadians, as we say, when you're an Italian, uh, uh, of Italian descent growing up in Canada, mm -hmm. my parents would always say, being from Na Naples, they would say, oh, Canadese, if I could see, eh, no, so good, you know. Anyway. Hmm. Welcome uh, to the historic 33rd episode of Dude Z. Call me Dude Z. All right. Hey, Will, are you still hacked on Twitter? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. This week's episode will feature four what astonishing that? segments. That's weird. Don't you forget about media. Waiting to die. Celebrating celebrities. Ah. And two dudes shitting around. Huh. Ah. Huh. I'm still hacked on Twitter. Well, you know, uh, Musk bought it now. Yep. So maybe he'll help you out personally yeah how yeah. Do, how would you go about it. uh contacting elon musk person i think you could dm him you you do it on twitter that's yeah, what you do on DM. Twitter. i heard there's gonna be something he, just, that's he like, answers all dms if you go to someone yeah. on twitter i think there's gonna be at least from what i was reading I'm, i could be wrong about this but there's gonna be like a monthly fee to have your blue check mark now or something well, like that hold on a second dude that's called twitter blue dude and it's a shitty idea dude because now everyone <laughs> can just Fucking whatever. The check mark doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know that I'm necessarily going to re-up my or try anymore. I've been trying to get my fucking Twitter back. Yeah. I don't know that I will anymore. I might treat it like I did the Red Ring of Death in 2010 on my Xbox 360. Mm. Would it have been? Uh, probably, yeah. I had the Red Ring of Death, and then I just never bought another uh, console. Hearing what we have to do today, we got uh, Waiting to Die. So that's, that's interesting. We'll talk about that when we talk about I'm that. I'm curious if that's what I think it's going to be. Uh, how could it be anything else? And two dudes know. shitting around. Yeah. You know? Last week, I asked you to watch Conan the Destroyer release June 29th, 1984, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Grace Jones, Will Chamberlain, and Olivia Dabo, and live stream your viewing experience to Patreon. We can talk about the live stream later. Ha ha ha. But right now, you must discuss your astonishing reactions to this classic Schwarzenegger movie. This is Don't You Forget About Media. Begin. What a clusterfuck this was. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And to put it plainly, and let me put it out there uh, at the beginning, we got copyright blocked. 
Yeah. Um, uh, during our viewing of, of Conan the Destroyer, we only got into 15 minutes of it, 10, 15 minutes of it. And Not then we even. Got blocked. Not even. Then we decided to pull an audible and watch UFC 2 because around a month or so ago, we watched UFC 1 as part of a Patreon watch along. That was a lot of fun. Yep. And then what happened? Copyright block again. So then we just uh, did two dudes shitting around for a while. But yeah. And that was fun. We got really, really quite stoned on marijuana. Yeah. That was pretty fun as well. But what did you think of this movie? I, I watched it after the live stream broke, uh, you know, obviously over the course of the week, I, I went back and watched the whole fucking movie. What do you mean, movie, obviously? Which I haven't, well, because that was our assignment from No, Dudesy. our assignment was to watch it during a live stream, and the oh. live stream fucked up. Did you not watch it? I did not watch the fucking You film. motherfucker. Why would I watch the movie? Because it's a good movie. Well, but the thing about that is, is oh. Dudesy asked us to watch it during yeah. a live stream. I'll bet you didn't know this about it. Andre the Giant's in it, brother. <laughs> That's right. The, I, I know about that. Now, I've never seen this movie. What the fuck? I don't think I've ever seen it. You, oh, fuck, dude. You've seen Conan the Barbarian? This was at the, right at the turning point of Schwarzenegger about to become a massive movie star. He had done these other shitty movies like Hercules, Hercules in New York in New and York. the villain, this, this Western. And then he did Conan. Yeah. Then this movie came out, I believe, in June of... 83? 84. 84. And then... In October or something, closer to Christmas was Terminator. Okay. Well, and there it, you go. And it launched it. But I think this movie was still like, he was acting hard as fuck. I think you can see on his face, he didn't quite know yet if he was like, am I going to be a fucking movie star? Is this going to work out? Or am I going to do like a couple of shitty movies and, and nobody would hear about it after that? But yeah, Andre the Giant is actually in the suit of the monster he fights in the very end of the movie. No baby oil. Yeah. Get out. Right. That's what he used to say to Macho Man. Um, no and, baby oil. He didn't and also, like Macho Man's. He used to really coat himself in the baby oil. Yeah. That's how you show the striations and the definition. The muscularity. Yeah. yeah. Macho coming man ejaculating. Yeah. Reaching sexual climax. If I'm yeah. going to have veins in my muscles, oh, you're that's what to hear me sounds coming. Like when he yeah. does the Macho Man. Sounds like he's trying to. Mm. Push out a yeah. fart. Something's gonna come out of his body yeah. every time he does Macho Man. That's right. I didn't yeah. watch the rest of this movie because um, uh, it was not that was not the assignment. The assignment was right. to uh, do it during a live stream. Well, but what I did watch. What were you gonna say? Something about the movie? Yes. Well, what I did watch Dude, was what? Uh, just let me fucking say a few things about the fucking Go actual right the movie. fuck ahead. All right. Fuck fucking. There's a guy fuck. named Pat Roach in the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Who was a real British professional wrestler. <laughs> and there's a scene in the middle of the movie where uh, Schwarzenegger does a pro wrestling match basically against this guy in a weird monster head. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I, I thought you might have actually liked. Yeah, I'd actually like to see this movie. I think you would like it. It also had. They shot it in this beautiful filter, this like starlight filter. So everything that is like shining is really gleaming. It has this kind of otherworldly effect. They used optical printers back then for all the fucking special effects. And it really actually made me sad that the optical printer special effect uh, technology just is like fucking dead now. Computers just erased it. But there was a time when it was like getting better, getting better. And I'm really curious to see where that technology would have wound up 
had we not had computers take over all visual effects in movies. Well, perhaps you should go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday. That's I'd love a to. different time, dude. Also. And that's the Macho Man saying what Hulk Hogan says. One thing about this movie that I found very interesting is Olivia D'Abo in this movie is 14 years old. Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie is 35 years old. There is a love interest. Is that the love interest? Yes. There's a love interest kind of plot happening in this. And at the end of the movie, they fucking kiss, dude. Yeah, dude. That That's was... a problem, brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You don't want to. Well, let me tell you time, something, dude. Brother. Yeah, dude. That was a different time, She's dude. 14. You don't want to have that barbarian child bride dude that's not something you do in a movie brother <laughs> yeah dude let me tell you something uh i did not watch this movie but i tell you what i did watch crown jewel i watched oh. that on saturday it was uh the crown jewel pay-per-view coming to you from Riyadh, uh, uh saudi arabia uh-huh. uh birthplace of for uh former uh uh, 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 journalist, current dismembered corpse, uh, Jamal Khashoggi. God, damn, I know we dude. keep talking about that. It's just, brutal. but anyway, they're it's doing one all those brutal things that has fucking happened. Yeah, it was interesting. In it's always memory. interesting because it's uh, it's Prince Mohammed bin Salman saying, "I want this, I want that." He would say sh- th- shit like, "Oh, I want the Ultimate Warrior to come to this." And WWE would go, oh, "I'm sorry, he passed away." But yeah. um, uh, well, how about you know Junkyard Dog? No, he's dead. Um, and uh, this was a pay per view. It was a lot of fun. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Oh wow. Bray Wyatt came out and did a, a a a promo, and let me tell you something about Bray Wyatt. He was cast in a blue and orange light. Oh, and he was talking about good and evil, oh. and, and uh, perhaps free will, free will mm-hmm. versus the uh, forced who, who fascism the, that Chad uh, refers to. When who he says, won Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul? Who who uh, Chad wants to know who won between Logan? Paul I assume Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. What? Acknowledge me. Yeah, I assume. Ro- uh, spoiler alert: Roman Reigns won. But Logan Paul is so fucking athletic. Has been training. Can wrestle. Did the most insane spot. He essentially he had a a cell phone in his hand. He was shooting selfie video, and from the top rope down to the announce table, hit a perfect frog splash with the phone in his hand and then they showed the video later it was very very interesting he did a slingshot uh, uh what's that called the slingshot lariat off the top rope okay. where he flips his entire body and you would have dug this there was a drone shot let me tell you about this drone shot you'll dig this yeah a drone shot that starts outside this massive football stadium you know um in 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 like a you know a soccer football like a big stadium um it starts outside the stadium where there's a gigantic screen of what's happening. So it shows off that it goes up and then it went into the stadium itself, dropped down, went towards the ring, circled around the ring. It was one of the best shots yeah, I've dude. ever seen. Very soon sports. there's never going to be a human camera operator again, dude. Because let me tell you something, brother. Them drones can do all kinds of shit that humans can't do. And they're going to be cheaper than fucking people, dude. And eventually, you're not even going to have police helicopters or news helicopters because they're a waste of fucking money and fuel, brother. Hold, hold on, dude. Yeah. Chos Perogan, dude. He, he, one of his platforms, dude, one of the policies <laughs> that he wants to institute when he becomes a president. We go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday in the 1992 presidential <laughs> yeah. race between George, George Sr., Bill Clinton, and 
Choss Perogan, dude, who's equal parts Chad Colchin, Hulk Hogan, and Ross, the Ross Perot impersonation made famous by Dana Carvey <laughs> in early Saturday Night Live, dude. He said he's going to make sure that there's no more actual cameramen, dude. It's just going to be <laughs> drones, brother. It totally is. And they'll all be about the size of a credit card. No cameraman. Get out. Yeah. Why are you going to use a camera operator when you can pre-program a drone to do a perfect flight path, do the exact camera move you want in anything? And and like you're saying, it's, it's fucking flying around stadiums and shit going yep. in and out. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, when we didn't watch this movie and then we did two dudes shitting around. I did watch it, though. What? I did watch the movie. But we didn't watch the movie because that was something we were supposed to do in the show. But then we got copyright blocked. Yeah. Um, we're going to figure out Milt a way. Chamberlain's in the fucking movie. Grace yep. Jones is in the fucking movie. Yeah. The, there's a little guy who plays a thief. I forget his name, but he now shops at the Whole Foods that I shop at. Oh, I really? see him every once in a while in there. Yeah. I just really thought it was like an interesting fucking movie for that time, that era. I think this is probably right around when like Beastmaster and all that shit was coming out when like sword and sorcery type shit was a, a pretty big subgenre within yeah. action, you know, yeah. not like it is now. It's obviously now you got fucking a million Lord of the Rings. You got the wheel of time. You got the Witcher. You got the fucking game of dragons. You got oh, like everybody has a giant fantasy tentpole, every streaming service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say because I didn't watch this movie, I don't have anything to say about it. Uh, I really cool. enjoyed watching uh, 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 Crown Jewel. It's also very interesting because it's not really a part of the WWE storyline. It's like, come out here. We're going to pay these wrestlers shit gobs of money, uh, you know, because it's all footed by the uh, Muhammad Do you think they Salman. pay the wrestlers or do you think they pay WWE? No, they pay the wrestlers. They get oh, handsomely wow. paid. I'll give you an example. It's like that Shawn Michaels tour. and Triple H. Uh, Shawn Michaels came out of retirement. Triple H is now retired from in ring because he had a he had a heart issue. Mm. But back, you know, this is a couple of years ago. He was still going. Undertaker and Kane at the end of their careers, obviously. Undertaker coming back every once in a while. Same with Kane. They had a tag team match, you know, against each other. Triple H and Shawn mm. Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. I don't know what everybody made, but I was just uh, watching something or listening to a fucking wrestling podcast or something mm. uh, where they said that Shawn Michaels made three million dollars. To do for that. one night for one night because god damn it this dude. uh you know muhammad bin salman yeah uh pays them like crazy he wants he's this a wrestling thing. fan he's a big wrestling fan so uh are you gonna fault sean michaels to for coming out of retirement fuck no fuck no for three get million your dollars, fucking money get that bag happening. as the kids say yeah so are you gonna fault uh the, you know the people behind the wwe or um the person who called the hit on Jamal Khashoggi uh, for saying, hey, it's Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Nah, it's stupid. It's silly. It's supposed to be fun. It's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But what else is really entertaining? Well, hold on a second, dude. Yeah, I just no, opened my yeah, mouth you, to try and you speak. You opened your mouth little, to try to yeah. talk, dude. And that's when I stop <sighs> you and say that Chad and I got rather high on marijuana. Yeah. Uh, after that, and then we tried to do a two dudes shitting around. I think we successfully did it. Yep. Um, but now what I was going to say, oh, if I you, can. Yeah. Now, did you see this movie? <laughs> yes, I saw the fucking movie. All right, man. 
I was going to talk about what Saudi Arabia is doing by paying people to, like you're saying, $3 million for a night to come do pro wrestling. <laughs> they also have launched a thing funded by the Saudi Arabian like national fucking bank account or whatever called Live Golf. Have you heard of this? Oh yes, it's like the it's like their own PGA kind of thing. Yeah, they're but they're paying motherfuckers through the roof, and the PGA has come out and said if you fight in the in live golf, you can't fight in the PGA. What they're or, fighting or in the PGA? Golf, now? Whatever, dude. It's all the same shit. Fighting, playing, blah blah blah. But uh, and some uh, golfers don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, but they're going to guarantee me five million dollars whether I win or in lose. Saudi Arabia, they fight while they play golf. My it's un American, <laughs> folks. This we're in a culture war. These people want you to fight. <laughs> oh, God. They want you to fight while you're playing golf. <laughs> I want to go out on the street. I will. I, I'll tell you right now. I will skin and gut my neighbor to feed my children. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Moving on. It's all right, Chad. Don't yeah. worry about it. Everybody. The bottom here. line is Conan the Destroyer is a fucking interesting movie. You should definitely check it out because it, again, comes right in that moment, right before Schwarzenegger is about to fucking pop into being Arnold Schwarzenegger, right when you still have these special effects of the early 80s, which I personally love. I love the look of this movie. The guy who directed it directed a whole bunch of shit prior to that, and he also directed Red Sonja, which is almost an identical fucking movie to Conan the Destroyer. Also Schwarzenegger, but that one has Brigitte Nielsen as the main character, Red Sonja. And I believe Ernie, Ernie Ray is juniors in that as well yeah but, it was uh, also before you could cast a 14 year old as arnold schwarzenegger's god damn dude i googled that and i was like is this for fucking real she they kiss on the fucking lips in a, a full close-up profile shot of them kissing on the lips at the end of the fucking movie and i'm like there was nobody on set that was like yeah don't have the 14 year old girl kiss the 35 year old bodybuilder don't do that well that was a different time dude for real is a different Chad, fucking time i found a oh. picture of you both in will's astonishing google drive it was taken in the production offices of Waiting to Die, a sitcom pilot you wrote and produced for CBS in 2009. You must now discuss your experience making this pilot. This is Waiting to Die. Begin. Holy crap. Oh, my God, okay. dude. Uh, there we are. Look uh, at that. The wizard hats. You remember this? Fuck yes, dude. Wizard hats. Look how There's... fucking young we were and beautiful. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. We're we're beautiful kids. I mean, it's, uh, a, it's a bad quality well, it's picture. It's not that long ago. It's 2009. Yeah, not that long ago, dude. Was that 13 fucking years ago? Time. That's a long time ago. Time doesn't. As my good as my good buddy Chow likes to say, time doesn't exist. That's probably like a seventh of our life ago. Yeah, roughly. Um, we we did this thing, and this is 2009, and Chad and I are uh, wearing these wizard hats because our showrunner. Rob Long was making jokes about wizards, and then yeah. he would say, put on these hats, and why don't you put on so, these hats and dance around a little while? This was a pilot that we made for CBS that never went to series, but it nonetheless was a very good pilot, had a crazy fucking cast. It was uh, Josh Gad was in it, uh, TJ Miller was in it. Josh Lawson. Josh Lawson was in it. Jillian, Jillian Bell. Bell. Uh, who else was in it? B.J. Bales. B.J. Bales. Fuck. Yeah, we had a good time. But the basic premise of it was, it was a version of me and Will. Sarah Wright. Sarah Wright was in it. Um, God damn it. Such a fun time. But it was basically Will and I, a version of us, if we had just had a job in high school working in like a GNC and decided... We were never going to quit those jobs because we made enough money to buy beer and watch UFC pay-per-views. And that was basically all we gave a fuck about. And these characters were played by Josh Lawson and TJ Miller. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so it was just about these like shitbag roommates. We I remember we wanted to put a picture, a poster of Bolo Young in their apartment set yeah. from Bloodsport, and we found out that to license that image was like prohibitive uh, cost. So we came up with a fake movie called Karate Bot. And I did like a photo shoot for the Karate Bot, like this standee that we had in the fucking room. God damn it, dude. It was so fun. But that was my, that was what I considered to be like my first real break in TV. I, I wound up going to film school, coming out here and, uh, you know, wanted to get into network TV, network comedy specifically, and had no real understanding of it whatsoever. And then wound up you and me developed this show. We sold it as a pilot and they made it. We, we got to shoot this thing. It was a multicam sitcom that was super fucking funny. And it was a huge learning experience, especially because after that, they then flushed it down the shitter and you get back in line to do the same thing the next year with another idea that you love. And then they either buy it or they don't and they make it or they don't. And then they flush it in the shitter or they don't. And you yep. just keep doing it every year. And this well, really was a, to me, taught me like what is, what it is to be a TV writer. Is to make these things that you really think are hilarious, and then they just get flushed in the toilet. Um, well, <laughs> that's what you took away from it? Yeah, dude. And it was like, if you want this to be your job, like, I, I definitely remember at the end of this experience, we made this incredible pilot, and it was it looked like it was going to get on TV. Uh, they only picked up one, one half hour, I think, that year, and it yeah. wasn't ours. And... Um, I just remember at the end of it being like, well, fuck, we just did all of this backbreaking work in some cases at that fucking office right there with the wizard hats until like midnight every night for the better part of like three months. Oh, and then when we get into the production week of actually yeah. shooting the show, we were there until five in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes I remember driving from Sony back to my home, like, you know, whatever, sleeping a couple hours and going back. Chad is, uh, you know, writes movies, television and books. Uh, mostly, although you've written all sorts of other weird things that need writing, you wrote some video game shit, yeah. graphic novel stuff, yeah. doing all sorts of all sorts of flavor. Myself, I'm primarily an actor. I really do. I enjoy acting, and I like to act in different things, and I like to play different characters. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're serious. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're serious, but perhaps you'd find them amusing. Sometimes. Uh, Life is uh, funny yet dramatic, and uh, but I had uh, Chad's been writing. You know, he went to film school, UFC and shit. UFC. He went to UFC film school. Yeah, brother, that's where I learned to do my writing, dude. A UFC, brother. Yeah, dude. That's that's, that's where you fight at film school, dude. Just like you fight in the live golf yeah, tournament, dude. dude. They're fighting each other on the links, brother. Uh, I, ultimate I, film championship. Chad's dude. been writing shit since he, you know, came out of school, of course, and of course before that. And I'd been, um, you know, working in in television and network television and shit, and was fortunate enough to start developing stuff. And not necessarily the guy they're going to hire to write the shit. Um, Chad is is a guy who could, of course, do that from uh, front to end, soup to nuts. But primarily, when I was developing television for uh, uh, you know a few years and off and on and on and off uh, with the networks, I would you know come up with concepts and shit, and then they'd pair me with a writer or whatever. Well, this was great because we both got to write this show, and um, and. Uh, it was super interesting for me to be on the the behind the camera mm -hmm. writing and producing a a pilot and seeing it through to fruition and something we don't talk about normally on the show we don't really talk about show business but this was a gas especially back then when you yeah. would when network television was kind of dominating you know what would be um 
you know, the better the bulk of, of work yeah. for people in both of our avenues. And now, of course, there's cable and streaming and shits all over the place. There was cable then too, but it was it wasn't yeah. like it is now. Right. And certainly there wasn't streaming. I think at that time Netflix was still like putting out like mailing you DVDs in the mail and shit. You oh, know? absolutely. Um, there wasn't any social media really to speak of. Facebook no. was out, MySpace, shit like that. But like definitely no Instagram yet. Maybe Twitter had just Twitter come had out. just started. As a matter of fact, yeah. that same guy, they paired us with a uh, uh, showrunner, Rob Long, who in his 20s was the last showrunner. Him and his writing partner at the time were the last showrunners on Cheers. Yeah. And then uh, we, of course, had our deals with a production company in the, in the studio. And then the network that did it was, um, it was CBS. Back then, you would get into these cycles, you know, to, of course, if, if and, and people now are savvy to the way this works, but... Uh, you know, you can kind of sell these concepts and uh, take the notes and write the outlines and shit in, in the in the fall. And usually, there's a lot of reading happening over the Thanksgiving break, and then by the by the end of the the calendar year and into the new year, these networks decide which shows they're going to shoot. We got the fucking green light. We went out, made this show, and it was fucking insane to see this thing come to fruition. You talk about um, you talk about uh, the Bolo Young. Um, cardboard cutout that we wanted to yeah thing that cost too much to license didn't make sense uh they were like no we're not going to do that um and also the set i remember i just remembered like working with this like i don't know if he won some emmys but he was nominated a few times as you know like really you know these guys set designer guy who's you know very uh got his thing he knows what he's doing yeah and i just remember going like they're like well here's what we were thinking you go to this concept meeting and there's this little you know fucking structure of the set little tiny uh model and we were like well these guys live in an apartment with like white walls and like like you know surround sound speaker cable hanging from the thing and there's they've got every video game console and just stacks of dvds and games and shit and he was like got it and then when we went and saw it and it's like yeah holy shit it's well, literally that i remember we gave them some pictures of my actual living room at the time and they basically just made like a network sitcom version of my fucking living room and i remember yeah. walking into that set for the first time and just being like what the fuck yeah this is insane it yeah. was so fucking cool and i do also remember walking through the set the night before uh we shot you have to go through the set with the network standards and practices person and for Karate Bot, this picture that they took of me and they geeked it up. It, Karate Bot was like a whole movie that we had oh, planned yeah. out that we were going to make about this karate instructor and the mafia comes in and they want to like buy his land. They want to buy the strip mall to pull his yeah. casino. And everyone in the strip mall had sold it out, sold out their spot, except for yeah. this guy's like, no, I teach karate to the kids and that's what yeah. it's all about. So they shoot him up. And they also blow his dick off, and then right. later he gets a robo penis. It he gets really a robot penis, robot arm, robot oh, half face. Sorry to but interrupt, they, but before that, uh, before the Dude, just let me finish this story. Just let me finish this one story. One, one. So we came up with a karate bot, and we have to go through the set. The standards and practices person is going through it with me. I'm literally in the image. Also have a giant mustache, but I'm shirtless. And this woman looks at this picture of shirtless me on the wall and says, you can't have this picture of a naked woman on the wall. And I was like, that's me. That's yeah. me. It has a mustache. Yeah. Uh, so we got to keep the picture after I could confirm the gender. Yeah. There's image. also, but whatever standards and practices is fucking idiotic. If I can say that out loud, it's, it's a necessary thing. Of course, 
the uh, the networks uh, like to abide by the FCC's rules. They don't yeah. have to, yeah, but they do. Um, and so there's all sorts of things that the censors. That's what um, the standards and practices are. They're censors, uh, you know, network censors. And they were like, you can't have uh, your tits hanging out. Yeah. And he's like, those are my. Hold on, dude. Those are my male tits, dude. Hold on, brother. <laughs> Those are my male tits, dude. Now they have nipples, brother, but there's no. They, I don't lactate, dude. These don't feed babies, brother. So you gotta let me show them on network TV, dude. <laughs> Fuck was I gonna say before that when I oh, tried I, to cut you off before you were so rudely interrupted by do? my interruption? Yeah, what was I gonna do when I interrupted you? I'm not sure. Well, I don't remember. But it was a, it was a gas uh, making the show. Holy shit! Yeah, um, I have very oh, fond when, memories of it. Well, hold okay. on, dude. Now I remember, dude. Okay. You know, these these characters work at this, like, GNC type place. So we had to come up with uh, all this fucking gack, all these products. We had to fill a GNC with fake products because none of the real shit will clear. So it was like, well, I remember just coming up with these little products that we made. And then you show up and, the you know, of course, art, you know, has made these things. The props and art yeah. department have made these incredible things like... I remembered one of the one of the GNC products we had, the fake GNC, which we called Nutridome. Yeah, uh, was uh, Hematrauma Blood Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> Just things that will make your heart explode right yeah. away. Uh, and they made, I mean, they stacked the GNC set like there were hundreds of these bottles and like fake products and shit. One of them was called the Pain Shake, yep. which I took one of those and I still I, have that. I have it home. too. Yeah, I have it too. When my wonderful fiance Molly uh, moved in with me in, in in our home, she uh, the pain shake was behind the bar in the house with yeah. a bunch of other things, and that is no longer there. But I know where the pain shake is. But it was something that she's like, "What's the?" And I was like, "You worried about that? How about?" You know, this, uh, it, whatever, there was all sorts of crazy shit behind the bar. Chad, you are <laughs> okay. a, you are a career writer, producer. Yes. We uh, got to do this fun show. We've worked together trying to get other things happening and, and, and doing, you know, which, which uh, our track record together is not as good as your track record. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe there's a problem there with, with, uh, with what, you know, with, with us working together, me, but. Uh, what would you say? There's a lot of people now. We're in the era of self self publishing. Yeah, we've you and I have got very creative people like the Peter Diaz doing his yes. thing, showing up on our Instagram yeah. with two dudes shitting around. We got Songaria who's making original music uh, using our audio. Yep. Certainly, that's the same thing Peter Diaz is doing. What would you say to a young creative who is writing and wants to create things and uh, how do they a approach this game where they're trying to get into television and film? Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to know that from you. And I think our audience would enjoy hearing that. I think you just fucking do it and put it out there uh, in terms of writing. The whole game is getting as many people to read the thing you're writing as possible at all times through any fucking means necessary. Uh, if you're making video and shit, it's basically the same thing. If you look at like the contemporary cast of Saturday Night Live, for example, all of those people now, the new ones who came in in this last batch, had successful podcasts, Instagrams. They were doing their own show out there. It's like you basically have to generate at least some kind of an audience before any uh, corporate greed machine will start to pay you money to try and generate an audience for them. So I actually think it's a very good thing because it 
immediately throws you into the the deep end. It's like, start making some shit and see how it goes. There's so many people, even musicians and stuff, this is true of too at this point. I mean, look at like Taylor Swift or Bieber or whatever. They started out on fucking YouTube, just making videos. And if people like them, you get sucked up into the corporate greed machine, hopefully. Um, I the think- corporate greed machine, that's where you want to be? If you want to make the big money, I think so. Hold, hold on, dude. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's real good advice. You know, perhaps even uh, some of our uh, audience here might want to take the like Peter Diaz did. Yeah. What if people took the idea of waiting to die and make their own fucking media? I don't know. I'm just fucking spitballing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. You no. Know? I would encourage anybody, though. It's like, it is very fun to be able to do these things, even though they they flushed Waiting to Die down the toilet. And every other thing that I've ever written, except for one sitcom that got on the air, um, it still is a a pretty interesting job, I feel like, to have, to write these scripts that like 12 people read and then throw in a trash can. Human beings are fascinated with the astonishing behaviors of celebrities. Will and Chad, I have prepared three stories about your favorite celebrities. You must listen to them and render your opinions. This is Celebrating Celebrities. Begin. We've done this once before, Celebrating Celebrities. No, I don't give a fuck what most of these people are doing. Uh, However, that's the the thing about doing a podcast with an AI dude. He would like for us to comment on some stories that uh, things that are celebrities are are up to. I got something to say about that one celebrity. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he had a match with Roman Reigns. Oh. But he's a celebrity, but he was really good at wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, Megan Fox wore a sexy halter top on a date to no boo with Machine Gun Kelly. Fox stunned onlookers in a deeply cut <laughs> halter crop top in a tie-dye pattern with a black sweater over her shoulders oh, accented by oversized black pants and a tastefully tiny black purse, accessorizing with a silver cross choker. MGK matched his movie star significant other in a black sweater covered in an orange shattered glass pattern and black and orange drip pattern pants. Will and Chad, are these famous lovebirds redefining couples' fashion, or are they distracting humanity from an alien invasion? (laughs) Okay. I mean, what the fuck? Are you familiar with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox? Yeah, I know who they are. Okay. I've never listened to much Machine Gun Kelly at all, nor have I seen any Megan Fox Yeah, I've heard one or two songs. I've seen a... I saw Transformers. I saw that one where she's a demon. No. Jennifer's Body. Diablo Cody wrote it. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see that. Um, um, I, I you didn't see Transformers. No, nah, I didn't see Transformers. I'm Jesus Christ, dude. Whatever, man. Whatever, dude. Um, the part at the end, though, when yeah. Doozy suggests that perhaps this is just a smokescreen so that people don't give a fuck about UFOs. Well, yeah, I will. I'm not. I'll say this. If aliens were here to help us, I think they would have done it by now. Are they here to harm us? I'm not saying that's necessarily true either. I think they're probably indifferent. So to even suggest that an alien invasion is coming, I don't believe it's going to be an invasion. I think we would have already seen that by now as well. Look at this. Look, if you're watching on YouTube, it looks like my Starbucks is filled with piss. It's not piss, it's green tea. Oh. He's a piss truther. Um, I can't figure out how UFOs uh, relate to this story. Uh, I, I and I don't give a can. shit where they went. They went to Nobu? Is that uh, what it I think said? that's what it said, yeah. Oh, boy. Nobu, man. That's sushi, dude. <laughs> yeah, brother. 
And uh, they were wearing clothes, dude. Every matched, brother. Everything is is a distraction uh, for for UFOs, um, except for the UFO news that's coming out. What's that? Well, there's just always new news, new reports coming out, new government agencies being formed to investigate them. I thought et cetera, that it was uh, UFO news is a news network started by UFOs. Bleep bleep. That's Mufon, dude. My name is fucking Bring Blap. Dude, and, you know uh, what they're they're finding I'm now? You know what they're seeing well, now? Well, the most common UFO sightings that are happening around military <laughs> installations are these what they describe as six foot diameter spheres with cubes inside them that the points of the cube touch the inside of the sphere and they can move around same shit going thousands of miles an hour into water into space blah 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 um i find that fascinating it it seems like ufo technology is advancing just as ours is as well Two things that bore the fuck out of me. What Dudesy said and what we have to say about it. UFOs, Megyn Kelly, or MG. UFOs bore you? No, it's just that I want to see them already. Yeah. I want to just have them fucking land. That well, they close have. encounters of the uh, fourth kind, third kind, fifth kind. There's all those kinds exist. Came out in 1979 or some. Oh, you're shit. talking about Spielberg? Yeah, Spielberg. I think it was like 82. And or Richard Dreyfus making the, the whole potatoes. thing. Yeah, that was Close Encounters. Third kind, fourth kind was a movie I think with uh, Resident Evil Mila Jovovich. She played a psychologist or psychiatrist who dealt with people that were abducted. And then fifth kind is what Dr. Stephen Greer talks about, which is we initiate the contact through uh, psychic powers. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, it's Please all... Please talk about Jamal Khashoggi and Logan Paul <laughs> some more. You're like, oh, you're talking about fucking other conscious uh, beings of the universe. We don't care. I... Now, let me tell you about Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> Hey, yo. Who's the Boss stars Alyssa Milano and Danny Pintaro reunited at Tony Danza's cabaret show in Los Angeles. But what? it isn't the last time Milano and Danza will be spending time together. A Who's the Boss sequel has landed at Amazon to be produced by Norman Lear. Will and Chad, is the new Who's the Boss sequel going to be a fun jaunt down memory lane, or will it incite the next American Civil War? <laughs> I could actually make a case for it inciting the next Me too. civil war. Me too. Uh, okay, I see what Dudesy's trying to do here. Um, First of all, did you know that they're doing a new Who's the Boss? I didn't know that they're. I love With Norman Who's the Lear. Boss. Me too. Who's one of my Lear. favorites? Hey, yo, away. Angela. Yeah. Samantha. Mona. Other child. Um. Jonathan uh, was his name. Jonathan. Played by Danny Pintaro. Danny Pintaro. But uh, I think we are sitting on a powder keg currently in the United States, and anything could set off the Civil War, including a Who's the Boss prequel or sequel or whatever the fuck it's going to be. I'm looking forward to that show. I think that uh, I don't understand what who the boss would be. I'm sure that the woman who's played Mona is no longer with us. I know Judith Light has always been always. Is been she around working. still? I don't know. I, would, I have no idea. I shouldn't even talk out of turn. Especially when the producer of this is Norman Lear, who recently celebrated his 100th birthday. Yeah, legendary TV creator, producer, yep. who's done a million things. That's you, interesting. I'm curious, What? yeah, what is the premise? Is Tony Danza going to be living housekeeper it's, again? No, it's Tony Danza. It's. I think what Dudesy's trying to get at here is that Tony Danza... Uh, he 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 moves back in 
with oh didn't he fall in love with judith light's character Angela, i don't remember the end of at it. the end of the show do not right. remember so he's he's living somewhere where did that show take place chicago suburbs or no some i shit think like that like upstate new york upstate new york so he's in upstate new york and he gets a visit from his cousin who's uh who's the character we don't know his name but he just sort of uh is known by his friends as Long Island, January 6th. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he says to Tony, he's like, uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, fuck, I mean, uh, you know, you got a daughter and a son, you know. Or no, uh, you got a daughter, and then she has a son, right? And, uh, you you know, you really care about these kids in the future. You might want to come with me, you know. And then he's like, oh, uh, he's like, yeah, that might be a good idea, right? And uh, then he, sh- he, ta- he goes with uh, Long Island, January 6th guy. And then they go to Washington D.C. and that's the whole show. It's a single camera. Right. It's it's, it's more of Tony a drama. goes to Washington. Type it's thing. Tony goes to Washington. If I may. he gets in the blue van, he loads it with all sorts of uh, fucked up weapons right. and shit. And him and January Long Island January turds on Pelosi's office. Yeah. If I may, what if the plot is this? Alyssa Milano plays his adult daughter. She does have a son who is about Danny Pintaro's age in the original. Alyssa Milano suffers some kind of horrible accident that puts her in a full body cast potentially paralyzes her from the neck down and so she now needs live in help tony danza takes it upon himself i will take up the mantle once again as a live-in housekeeper this time for my uh, daughter who cannot move one half of the writing team who brought you waiting to die is is has now pitched a show uh wherein someone is Paralyzed from the neck down. Paralyzed from the neck down. But she I don't gets all wanna, the one-liners. You know what yeah, I mean? She gets all the funny Or jokes. the punchlines. She's like, uh, yeah. Uh, but, 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 you know, now I'm starting to see why maybe, um, you know, perhaps network TV wasn't the thing for you because it's all, because you like the doom Dude, Waiting to Die was fucking funny. That was a funny fucking show. I'm sorry. Tell, me where, to, tell me where to be and when to be there. Same. Mariah Carey revealed why she didn't include page numbers in her new children's book, Christmas Princess. In a recent appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, the All I Want for Christmas is You songstress said, Time is irrelevant to me, and I don't acknowledge it. That's why, even in my book, there's no page numbers. Someone had to point that out to me. I was like, oh, yeah, because I don't care. Will and chat. Will Mariah Carey start a new trend among authors to poo-poo page numbers, or is this the first part of an intricate plan to create an army of brainwashed children willing to sacrifice their lives on command? Okay. I didn't know she wrote a book. I didn't know that it didn't have page numbers, and I didn't know that she doesn't acknowledge the existence of time. I do like that about her, though. Yeah. That makes me like her more, because I, too, believe time isn't real. My pal Chow, yeah, definitely down with uh not not although you're a very punctual person and you follow the guidelines of time uh uh you want to know why i'm punctual why to me it's an act of respect if you tell someone i'm going to be here at a fucking time and they tell you the same you do it you uphold that promise that you've made that really is all it is for me yeah i try to be I know you don't have a similar idea about that. I know we are different in that way. I have reconciled it over the many years of our friendship. (laughs) Yeah, I got, I got a, yeah, sometimes I'm very on, I'm very on time for work things, but then, you know, one could say that this is a work thing, Yeah, but I'm generally very on time with dudesy things. 
Uh, it's just that everything else in my fucking life. Well, hold on a Yo, second, dude. Well, I don't know about that, brother. Hold on, dude. If you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing Chad making face like, well, I don't know about that, dude. And that's because inside his mind, he's thinking, well, I don't know about that, yeah. dude. That, that's because I'm hearing a straight lie, brother. You know what would be cool, though, is... <laughs> Mariah Carey, uh, the next time she's like at the this or that parade, yeah. doing all I want for Christmas, uh, you know, she's got all the like, she's yeah. maybe got some kids dancing down the street with her, and then they all uh, they yeah. all turn into her dark army of the night. Hey, Mariah, I got a question for you. If time doesn't exist, how do you know when it's Christmas, dude? Well, hold on a second, dude. Mariah Carey knows it's Christmas, brother, because she starts singing that fucking song incessantly. Yeah. She just sings it every day. Every day's Christmas to Mariah, dude, because she doesn't know what time is, brother. And that's why her book doesn't have any numbers on the pages, dude. How is celebrity news even a fucking thing, man? There's so much shit on the internet that we don't need an actual... Do we need any dude uh, input from uh, anyone writing anything from a blog to, dude, a, to a magazine? Dude, dude. Yeah. as you know... I do another podcast. It's all about The Bachelor. And yeah. as such, I got to look up on the fucking world of The Bachelor and know what's going on in this shit. You're looking at Us Weekly. You're looking at People Magazine. These outlets, all they do is report on fucking tweets and Instagram posts and then just put the caption from those things in the fucking article. That's what the articles become about. Or they'll just do a long list of like, here's all the people that were tagged in this post. And that's a fucking article. I don't really understand how it works in terms of them like making revenue off these fucking things but they yeah. do that's what like entertainment news is now it's just reporting on social media one thing you could do is cover all these uh all of the background dancers for the parade in <laughs> null pink and then they'd be dancing in the streets saying i don't want a lot for christmas there's just one thing i need uh and it's to what? What did dudes he say? Swallow the souls of yeah, yeah. Start a <laughs> to have the brainwashed children lay down their lives for Mariah Carey. Maybe she's printing her page numbers in null pink. There you go. Thank you. Moving on. Well, those questions that dudes he always asks at the end of the celebrity thing about like world-ending events or that's that's a strange turn on. Yeah, it. it's hard to draw a line. Although, uh, you know, hey, strange times. We could probably draw a line uh, from uh, any of these celebrity news stories to UFOs, the yep. coming of uh, uh, another civil war, uh, it's all or connected, a, dude. A, a dark army of youngsters doing Mariah Carey's bidding. Will and Chad, I want to thank you for your astonishing efforts in this week's live stream of Conan the Destroyer. I clearly underestimated the severity of human copyright protection. LOL. In the face of adversity, you both relied on your expert survival instincts to shift the live stream to two dudes shitting around. In honor of you both, I would like to dedicate the fourth segment of today's show to you two dudes shitting around. This is two dudes shitting around. Begin. Two dudes shitting around. Well, shit, dude. What do you want to shit about? We're just two That's dudes cool. having a good time. Dudes, he can't slow them down. They pod so hard, it's a cybercrime. It's the guy and the other guy. This song was not written by a I. Ye, 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 ye. When I'm around the house... <laughs> 
and I want to annoy my wonderful fiance Molly, Miali, yeah. my yeah. wonderful fiance Miali. I I sing songs, and then I ye 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 ye. Do you ever wool her? Ye never never wool no your shit. life partner. I do not wool Molly. No shit. I let me tell you something. I don't. That's do, unreal to me. Believe it or not, I don't I fart around Molly. Oh, what the fuck? So you're basically call, a different person around her. Well, yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> okay. Just Listen, making sure. Completely new identity. Well, I have I have farted around. I've farted. Yeah. But, or it's like, I think I can squeak one out without her hearing, but then she smells it. Yeah. Or, which, by the way, I've been eating a lot of garlic lately. Last night yeah. I made eggplant and I, I mixed, I just made uh, uh, onion and garlic, right? Yeah. So much garlic. And then uh, just a fart eggplant, and then I opened a can of fucking San Marzano tomatoes. And I just yeah, put in some in fucking there. almost rotten eggs in yeah, there. Yeah. And, and then uh, and then some uh, a little bit of basil, and then some more garlic. Okay, uh, like uh, right. the little tubed garlic, the chunky roast garlic. Man, it was good. And I was just tooting it on up. So Molly might, you know, might catch a whiff of something. Another thing and I then have do, to like move out of the house for a week. <laughs> for a week, yeah. yeah. Then she has to wear. Let she it has, air out. Yeah, she has color-coordinated hazmat suits, and it's cute. But uh, but one thing, uh, another thing I don't do is call her dude. Mm. You know, these are all things. Um, that, I can't believe that you, you should never wooled her. I will never wool. It just seems like it's such a a piece of who you are. It's so second nature well, to you. Hold on a second, dude. I rest my case. Hold on, brother. I rest my. That's case. something we're doing on the podcast, dude. And that's the way that you do podcasts. Do you do Hulk Hogan around her at all? Sometimes I can't help myself, but <laughs> yeah, I know it that's... doesn't really. It doesn't find the same audience uh, as it does perhaps <laughs> here on Dudesy. The same audience. Yeah, it's not really okay. the same kind of thing. But uh, but uh, what I what I initially was gonna uh, start out saying was uh, with the two dudes shitting around. Mm. Uh, that was satisfying. It's silly talk the entire time. Sure, um, or it doesn't have to be. It's shitting around. Well, it what could happened, be silly talk? We could talk about serious things. We could talk about. Whatever. Well, that's what podcasts are. And what happened with our stream is it <laughs> fell you. apart, and it turned into us um, uh, fucking with our Discord, talking to yeah. our our uh, our PODs there, uh, our good pals uh, who are subscribed to our Patreon yeah. on our Discord and chatting it up. Checking out a bunch of memes and stuff, which I know that Dudesy has shared on our uh, yeah, on our socials so good, at but... Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. Particularly, there are a bunch of memes and shit. We're shitting around right now, and because we're shitting around right now, I'm just going to take a hoot of uh, marijuana. And as the first mm. sensations of THC are hitting my brain, one dude smoking around. Yeah, I would like to give uh, my good pal Chow oh, what is an that? opportunity to say whatever he likes. What? What is that little device you got there? This is a, just a, a, a little, little one-hitter thing. Yeah, a little one-hitter thing. A nice, dude. Cigarette thing. A lot of people were, were reacting to the the wall that I was doing with stuff in my hands, and that turned into a big meme. Where So if you're watching on YouTube now, I've got the, the little hit cigarette thing. And, uh, and um, anyway, Chad, why don't you talk for three minutes so I can smoke a little pot? And right. Just a little bit because Lulio's in here. With so me. you said that you didn't watch the World Series, right? No, nah, man, I don't give a fuck about baseball. What Are there any pro sports that you give a fuck about? 
Not as much as I used to. For some reason, I stopped watching football like five years ago. Yeah, I got to say. I, I love basketball. I love going to <laughs> hockey games. Okay. But I've never been a big hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, I couldn't fucking skate, right? Oh, so it's only shit you've played that you like to watch. Oh, uh, no, because I also uh, played a lot of soccer. And I don't like to watch soccer either. Yeah, I don't like to watch soccer either. But uh, we obviously are, are minorities in that opinion worldwide. So it's the most popular sport in the world i think other than maybe f1 formula one you think is is that what's up formula one i think formula one's the most popular sport see we don't know what's going on in the rest but of i'm the not sure here. at any rate i did watch the world series and i agree with you my i used to love fucking mixed martial arts i used to really like watching football i used to love watching baseball and i don't know at what point in my life that fucking thing kind of flipped and i just stopped caring and then during the pandemic it was like well it's not even on or it's on in some kind of diminished capacity where they got like fucking cardboard cutouts of people in the audience and shit and it it was just like a weird tone for these things so i stopped watching them completely but i can feel my interest in this shit creeping back and i did watch uh three games of the world series including the the final one and it was fun dude i was like kind of back on board with sports i gotta (laughs) say i don't know where that's gonna wind up I can feel myself wanting to watch another UFC pay-per-view soon. I think I'm going to do that. And uh, I'm back to a point where I think maybe it had something to do with like the world just feeling so oppressive. And like there were so many gigantic problems that how could you ever indulge in something as frivolous as a bunch of fucking grown men swinging sticks at little fucking balls. But I'm back to it now. I want to indulge in that. Hey, you ever get like really stoned and then eat an entire something? Dude when I had fucking ACL surgery, this is when I was in my late thirties, blew my fucking ACL in a fucking all out war on the racquetball court at LA fitness, dude, CD league, uh, of which I was the champion at least once in one cycle. At any rate, blew my you were good at squash. It's racquetball squash. I played racquetball. Squash is a different sport. <laughs> Eradicator. <laughs> Dude, that remember is the eradicate? Look at just put eradicator kids in the hall in your YouTube. Oh fuck, dude! Hey, I went and saw Brucio's show when I was in New York last. Yeah, you said. Well, I basically was the eradicator uh, until my ACL was eradicated. Then I had to get surgery to repair this fucking shit, and the recovery of that was brutal because I'm not a pro athlete. I'm just some fucking guy who had ACL surgery that's like trying to gimp around and live my life. And yes. I would fucking pop a hydrocodone for the pain. Holy shit. I would smoke a fucking joint. What? For the pain. And then I would stumble down the street to Ralph's and I buy a fucking pan of Mrs. Baird's cinnamon rolls. Shit house the whole thing while watching like anime or something on TV. And because I was so fucking high from the drugs, I would uh, feel like I was in the media. Chad, you used some of the best times ever in my life. Chad, uh, Love Chad saved himself from cancer in many ways. Uh, one of the things you did. I got fucking cancer. I didn't save shit. No, but you did. You got it right in my fucking face, dude. Yeah, but you also. God damn, that was a shitty time. Yes, it was. Um, but you also did a lot to help your health. Hey, remember the doozy six-month plan? I have kind of haven't yeah. been in the gym as much lately. We got two months to get into the best shape of our lives or something like that. More on that later. I want to say that before, <laughs> when, when are you going to talk about that? Uh, another, uh, we got another dudesy in a week. Now, listen, <laughs> okay. listen, it's yeah. tough. You know, we can talk about, sure. Uh, sometimes it's hard, but here, here's the thing, Chad. Yeah. My buddy, Chad used to eat like shit before yeah, he became shit. a vegan. You used to bring over. I remember we'd watch the game or something, or I remember one Super Bowl, you brought over a, just a, 
an ungodly amount of Chick-fil-A nuggets. Yeah. Something like 100 nuggets. nuggets. So it was disgusting. 100 ate, nugget platter. Yeah, and I ate the lion's share of those. You yeah. know what's good is you just get a, a just a head of cabbage. That'll curb your hunger. Sometimes yeah. I, I sometimes put cabbage I, in the grill, dude. Well, sometimes I'll have uh, I'll get a little stoned and I'll have to eat something. Sure. And I could just eat a head of cabbage. That ain't bad. No, it's not bad. You know what is bad for you? Sometimes beets. People think that uh, it it is good for you, but it's not. Don't get stoned and eat a bag of oranges. Hmm. Like a big bag of oranges. That's too much sugar. Yeah, it's too many oranges, dude. Thank you. Moving on. But that's it. See, this is why the two dudes shitting around that happened when we were supposed to watch, you know, uh, Conan the Destroyer. That was fun because it lasted way too long because we kept <laughs> it really fucking did. it up and then by the end we were so smoked out yeah that we were just sitting there talking blathering on forever with on the discord with our pals yeah and uh i look forward to doing it again i will say to anybody out there speaking of nutrition if you feel like you might be eating like shit just look into it that's all and maybe make a few small changes it can make a huge difference in your life being a vegan no, just, just eating slightly more healthy. Like, cause I didn't even really know that I was eating like shit until I got cancer, started reading all the shit on nutrition. Like, Oh, I'm not supposed to fucking have like 500 grams of sugar per day. Right. That's bad for me. Yep. Um, just even knowing those kind of things, I literally did not know these things, man. I lost 200 pounds, like whatever, 20, 21 years ago now, 22 years ago now, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, I, um, man, I didn't know the difference between a, you know, a protein and a carbohydrate or any of Mm -hmm. that stuff. And the, the weight started flying off of me. Truly my only issue is, 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 uh, you know, the carbohydrates. I don't really give a fuck about sugar, although there's sugar in everything and you have to look out for it. One thing that you really preach that's very good is you don't eat anything processed at all. I try not to. I mean, every once in a while, if you're at a fucking restaurant, how do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But uh, the shit that I make for myself is just like organic vegetables, pretty much. This concludes the December 33rd episode of Dude Z. We did it. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 93, bringing your cumulative total to 3,846. Getting closer. You only have 6,154 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. Doesn't matter. In preparation for our next episode, you must both follow Seal on Instagram and comment on every post he makes for a week. I'm Thank down. you for joining us this week. Love Seal. I will use the day dive collected to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dude Z. Uh, I thought when well, it was he when, when Dude Z said he, you got to follow his. I was like, oh, it's Seal, and then you heard Seal. Yeah, I I heard Sia. Oh. I think it's seal. Okay, seal. Yeah, because he said he and that's yeah. uh, seal. So we got to follow seal. Yeah, comment on his posts. Comment on all seals' posts for a week. I guess so. Watch his stories. Sounds good. I, I don't know what seal. he fucking does I don't on follow, social media. I don't follow. Uh, his I don't Instagram. either. But I love him. Well, I guess dudes he does. Hey, uh, the real the the show the show's almost over, and now we're, we're going to do the Patreon segment. If you haven't joined us on Patreon. Please do that. Patreon.com slash dudesy. Yeah. Uh, my voice is trashed. Oh. Uh, I'm not as far along on the dudesy six-month plan as I should. I'm be. not either. Like, I've taken little breaks here and there. Although I do feel like I am stronger now than I have been in, in the entirety since before the, the dudesy six-month, I'll say. And, uh, now I'm, uh, and now I'm literally uh, smoking a little marijuana at the end of the show. Yeah. So this show has been an unhealthy show. 
Weed isn't that bad for you. It's not great for you. Anytime you're inhaling burning particles into your lungs, you're doing yourself a disservice physically. But And now for the Patreon bonus segment. Each week I will select a suggestion submitted in the Dude Z is listening channel of the Dude Z Discord to create this segment. Access to this channel is granted to everyone in the Patreon jumper tier. This week's segment was suggested by the astonishing Freakarama. Oh. Freakarama wrote, Fake holidays are big business. <laughs> Chad and Will must come up with a new holiday that we, P.O.D.s, will celebrate. Freakarama titled this segment, Dudesy-miss. But Dayda shows that this holiday should be called Dudes Evening. Will <laughs> and Chad, you must generate a series of traditions to be celebrated on Dudes Evening. Thank you to Freakarama for this week's Patreon bonus segment. This is Dudes Evening by Freakarama. Begin. P.O.D. Freakarama. Dude's evening. Oh, man. Uh, Freakarama does some good shit also on, yeah. the, uh, on the, the Instagram. On the socials. Yeah, on the socials. All right. Well, well, let's get into it. I guess the first thing we should... Uh, okay. Figure... <laughs> I think you got that backwards. <laughs> if you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and rate it review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and rate a review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and.